Have you ever felt like you were losing yourself and becoming more and more disconnected from who you are, what you really like and want, and why you're here? It happens to a lot of women as they reach their mother, or as I like to call it to be a little more inclusive, queen, and crone years. Sometimes it happens slowly as we put our own dreams on the back burner to raise kids or care for aging parents. And sometimes it happens so imperceptibly that we don't realize how far we've drifted from the true magic that is our authentic selves until one day we wake up suddenly feeling apathetic and burned out, like we've lost our inner spark and internal sense of direction. You can think of this podcast as a self-remembering program for people who long for more connection to who they are and why they are here. The goal is to provide you with the inspiration you need in order to remember who you are and what you like, and the tools to feel successful and creative in your own life. That said, I'm Martina Rutledge, and I want to warmly welcome you to the inaugural episode of the Remembering Podcast. This podcast was born out of my own experience trying to find my way back to center after putting my life on hold for eight years while I walked with my mother and lifelong best friend through the mid and end stages of frontotemporal lobe dementia, a devastating condition similar to Alzheimer's as her primary caregiver. It is dedicated to her and the beautiful being she was and to my own journey of remembering as I've rebuilt my life, work, and connection to something greater than myself after losing her. While it's a journey that hasn't always been easy, I've had my tools as an integrative healing arts practitioner, creative coach, hypnosis practitioner, and earth-based priestess to guide me on my way. It is my hope that these same tools will serve as inspiration for your healing as we walk this path together. If you are a caregiver, creative, change maker, or someone who is seeking to reconnect with your inner power and embrace your divine feminine essence and wisdom, this podcast is for you. May the ideas discussed here serve as a guiding light to help you rediscover your sacred spark and unleash your full potential. By exploring topics such as self-discovery, personal growth, spirituality, and the pursuit of aligned living, I hope to empower you to remember who you truly are and to reignite your passions. Through inspiring interviews, thought-provoking discussions, and practical tools, I am here to lovingly hold space for you and to remind you and anyone who feels they don't fit or aren't worthy of all the abundance and joy the universe has to offer that you are inherently magical and to encourage you to live an authentic, fulfilled life on your own terms. So bring your dreams, your prayers, your hopes, and your open heart, and meet me here weekly in this oasis of magical and sacred respite. If you've ever felt disconnected from your inner goddess, your soul voice, and the person you were put on this earth to be, the Remembering Podcast is here to help you reclaim your brilliance and embrace the enchantment that resides within you. When you forget you are pure magic, I'll help you remember. So what exactly is remembering? I know it's a word that's familiar to you, but it actually has a few different meanings for our purposes. First of all, there's the standard definition we all know, 
meaning to have in or to be able to bring to one's mind an awareness of something or someone that one has seen, known, or experienced in the past. In this case, we're talking about the purest, most soul-driven magical emanation of yourself. Michael Bernard Beckwith tells an anecdote about roses to illustrate how we all have purpose and a sacred mission that is tied to our inherent and unique magic and soul purpose. Long before a rose is a gorgeous fragrant flower, it is a seed. Now, a seed never doubts its capacity to grow into something beautiful. It doesn't doubt it belongs in the garden. It doesn't doubt the space it takes up there. It doesn't doubt that it deserves the water and nourishment it needs to grow. It neither questions whether it is destined to become a rose, nor whether it contains in its tiny seed body all that it needs to blossom. It has one purpose in life, and that is to grow into its roseness. You're not that different. We're a lot like roses, too. Sometimes we just forget that we too are here to root ourselves into the nourishing earth and grow into a blossoming riot of color and unleash our own special brand of beauty on the world, whatever that may be. That is what remembering means on the level of soul purpose. The thing is that in order for us to thrive, we need encouragement, nourishment, space, and an unwavering belief that we hold within us all of the qualities necessary to be all we were ever meant to be and all we ever dreamed. And that is what we sometimes forget. Your work is to figure out what do you need in order to blossom and thrive. It may not be the same as your parents needed or your neighbor needs or your spouse or your kids need. It's unique to you. What would it take for you to become the queen you want to be? What kind of nourishment do you require? It's all about going within to reclaim and reconnect with your true self. And that's something you can do through meditation, journaling, dream work, hypnosis, and journey work, among other things. And they're all things we're going to be talking about in future episodes. But for today, we're focusing on remembering and your sacred spark. Now, the second definition of remembering centers on a more earth-based, ancestral wisdom-driven understanding connected to the concept of soul retrieval. The idea beyond soul retrieval is the belief that during traumatic events or challenging life events, a person can lose fragments of their soul or vital essence. These soul fragments are thought to become disconnected or dissociated as a protective mechanism helping the individual cope with pain or distress. So over time, as we cope with the demands of life, these soul fragments can start to drift away from us. And soul retrieval is the practice of gathering these lost pieces back in and reintegrating them into your being. So when we talk about remembering, in this sense, it takes on the meaning of putting ourselves back together, emotionally, spiritually, as we attempt to reconnect with our true selves, as we recall what was once known to us, 
and attempt to forge a deeper connection with what I call our magic and the magic of nature, other people, and the universe around us. It's all about remembering that we have this divine spark of goddess inside of us and that it's not just okay, but desirable for you to stand in that divine sovereignty and step into the life you want and deserve. Now, before we go on, I have a question for you. When you hear phrases like inner goddess, how do you feel? Do you think that's some airy fairy bullshit right there? <laughs> or does it make you tingle with the vibration of an ancient memory of a long line of wise women who came before you? I hope it's the second, but I also understand if words like goddess feel a little weird to you. We live in a culture that prioritizes the masculine and the rational over the feminine, the emotional, the magical, the intuitive, the realm of the moon and the goddess. It's no wonder so many of us have forgotten to listen for her voice, especially in the world of modern self-development, which is so often dominated by aggressively testosterone-laden patriarchal voices who want us to crush it and kill it as we fight our way to be the best, like there's some kind of no pain, no gain, personal growth, Purple Heart Warrior Medal of Honor waiting for us when we finally reach that top rung of the personal growth ladder as if that ever happens anyway. It's a lifelong process, right? Now, if that kind of personal growth is your jam, that is great. I am all for anything that moves you forward to where you wanna be. But it's not mine, it's not for me. I'm more about sacred expansion and circles, not ladders. And I like my circles drawn wide and safe and filled with stories, sacred song, gentle growth, communal support, co-regulation, and a lot of feminine wisdom. Which is why I think it's so important that we learn to connect with and listen to the wisdom of that divinely feminine voice that resides as a spark of goddess inside of each of us and to see it in each other too. Whether you realize it or not yet, she is there in you in the ways in which you mother your world, whether that's mothering actual children or pets, or just in the ways in which you make your best effort to walk as love towards yourself and others, and maybe even leave this world a tiny bit better in some way than when you got here. The problem is that we forget and become disconnected from our own inner sacredness and power for a number of reasons. As a woman in her 50s, transitioning from her queen to crone years, I can tell you that while it's gotten a lot better than when I was a young woman and had to walk uphill to my underpaid factory job both ways in the snow, historically, societal, cultural, patriarchal, and religious norms and expectations have often placed women in predefined roles that restricted our agency, access to education, employment opportunities, and autonomy by limiting our sense of personal power. For centuries, we were taught that we should be predominantly submissive, passive, and nurturing rather than wanting too much for ourselves. We were taught that the women who branch out on their own and behave in ways that were not socially sanctioned 
get punished, right? These are the same women who ended up being branded as witches or treated for hysteria and psychological malfunctions in early modern psychology. They're the same women who, you know, in the 50s ended up having shock treatments to try to regulate their behavior and make them be more submissive and fit in better right? It's not that long ago. We're talking within my lifetime that a woman couldn't even get a credit card in the United States without her husband to co-sign. This was in the early 70s. I would have to look up the exact, the exact year, but I'm telling you, not that long ago. And as little girls, many of us who were raised in the 70s and 80s were taught to play nice and not make waves by saying what we really think. And when you constantly suppress someone's spirit in that way, it creates a disconnection from their innate strength and even sense of self, even your sense of your own wants and needs because you're so used to swallowing them and putting them on the back burner for people you were taught were more worthy, right? So is it any wonder in light of that history that we sometimes forget that we are sacred fractals of goddess, that we have a divine spark within us? The same thing goes for body image, aging, and societal beauty standards that have been imposed on women over the centuries. The emphasis on physical appearance and the idea that a woman's value is in a narrowly defined concept of beauty and youth can have a huge impact on our confidence and self-worth. And that's not just a problem for those of us in our queen and crone years who were raised in a time where these sorts of messages were perhaps more pronounced in overt ways, but it's also a real issue when you look at social media and young women today and all of the filters and filler-laden and Botoxed images of unnatural beauty that young women are assaulted with and asked to live up to every day. So I wonder any of us have any self-esteem. You know, we could do a whole episode on just that. And again, the pressure to conform to unrealistic ideas can lead to a disconnection from ourselves, from our inner power, from our sense of sacredness, and our ability to love ourselves in the way that we deserve. So the goal here is to reconnect with a broader sense of strength, inner beauty, self-love, and agency as you let yourself be guided by the knowledge that you are enough. Let me repeat that. You are enough just as you are. And how do you grow that awareness in a way that it becomes so much a part of you that you feel it as wisdom deep in your bones? You remember by reconnecting with your divine essence. And how do you do that? Well, here are seven, yes, magical number seven ideas to get you started. First and foremost, know yourself. Take the time to reflect on your beliefs, your values, especially your core values, which can be a guidepost for any decision you ever have to make in life. Connect with your desires through journaling, meditation, and self-inquiry practices. 
What does it mean to you to even embody the qualities of a goddess? I'm talking about qualities like strength, wisdom, compassion, creativity, and anything else you think will support you on your journey. Gaining clarity on these things will help you deepen your relationship to your authentic self and to what you really want, which is the first step to getting it. Number two, embrace self-love and exquisite self-care and make it a priority. Cultivate a loving and nurturing relationship with yourself. No matter what you've been told, it's not selfish to put yourself first. You've probably heard the example of putting on your mask first in the event of a loss of cabin pressure or a sudden emergency where oxygen is compromised in an airplane. And it's just as true of life as it is to flying. You can't be of service to anyone else if you don't take care of yourself first. You can't get water from an empty well, so prioritize self-care practices that honor your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. The other thing is I want you to broaden your definition of self-care beyond some of the kind of expensive, girly spa stuff like mani-pedis and massages. I'm not against those things. Do them if they make you happy, if they provide you with relaxation or respite or whatever it is you need, but I also want you to go deeper. I'm talking about profound acts, like setting boundaries that support you, practicing self-compassion, engaging in the activities that bring you joy, and saying no to the ones that don't. And I'm also talking about taking time for self-reflection and self-care rituals that, again, go beyond the surface and to the heart of really nurturing yourself. Number three, and this is a big one in terms of spirituality and centering, and it is connect with nature. Spend time in nature and cultivate a relationship with the natural world. There are countless studies that show the benefits of time in nature on our physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Nature has a way of grounding us and reminding us of our connection to the divine. So walk in the woods, spend time in your garden with your hands in the soil and the grass under your bare feet. Go sit by a body of water and listen to the sounds it makes. Listen to the chirp of the birds. You are part of nature and developing a sense of reverence for the earth and its cycles and seasons will help you see yourself as a sacred and indispensable part of the interconnected web of life. Number four, explore feminine archetypes. You hold all of these feminine goddess archetypes within you. An archetype is a fundamental and universally recognized pattern or symbol that represents a particular concept, theme, or personality trait. And you can find them all over the place in stories, myth, movies, and life in general. I'm talking about feminine goddess archetypes, and some examples would be the queen, the priestess, the lover, the healer. Familiarize yourself with them and explore which ones resonate with you, which ones are dominant in your personality, which ones are not as prominent but maybe need to be, which ones need to take more of a back seat in order for you to become who you want to be. Archetypes such as the nurturing mother, the wise crone, 
the dark queen, the sensual lover, or the fierce warrior can provide inspiration and guidance in embracing different aspects of your inner goddess and give you different perspectives on how to proceed when you're stuck. You can use them like a divine wisdom council and ask them, crone, mother, lover, what would you do? So read books, engage in art, meditate on them, and participate in workshops that delve into these archetypes to deepen your understanding and connection to them and ultimately to yourself. Number five, creative expression. Engage regularly in creative practices that allow you to express your authentic self. Now you might be saying, I'm not an artist, but the truth is, Everyone is creative. Think about it when you were a kid. Kids have no fear whatsoever about drawing, singing, dancing, acting, whatever. It's when we get older that we start to attach value judgments to these things instead of just diving into them with joy. Your creative expression can be through art, dance, writing, or any other form of creative expression that speaks to you. For my mom, Her art was her garden. It was always one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And she just had sort of a natural knack for working with plants and combining colors and creating little visual vignettes. You find your garden. You find what thing is the creative act that ignites a spark in you. Because when you are engaging in acts of creativity, you're creating a divine channel between you and creation with a big C, which is all about goddess spark. One of my favorite quotes of all time is when Kurt Vonnegut said, practicing an art, no matter how well or how badly, is a way to make your soul grow. Creative outlets can serve as a means of self-discovery, healing, and connecting with the divine feminine energy within you. So I would love it if you would make a promise to yourself to do something creative this week and just have fun. Don't worry if it's good or bad or anything else. Just express yourself. And if you do that, it will be magnificent and worthy of the divine spark within you. Number six, seek community and support. Connect with like-minded individuals who are on a similar journey. Join women's circles, workshops, or online communities that foster empowerment and spiritual growth. We are better than the ladders, and some of the smack talk we engage in. Support other women. Surround yourself with people who lift you up and value yourself enough to release those who don't. Engaging with others who share a similar path can provide support, inspiration, and a sense of belonging, and those are all things you need in order to thrive. And then finally, number seven, ritual and ceremony. Create personal rituals and ceremonies that honor and celebrate your connection to the divine feminine. Don't overcomplicate it. There's no right or wrong here. There's only what resonates with you and what opens a portal to the divine and feels good to you, right? So when I talk about creating personal rituals, I'm talking about things like lighting candles, create an altar, 
chanting, have a prayer practice, or just engaging in sacred practices that resonate with you. Rituals can serve as powerful tools to deepen your spiritual connection and tap into your inner goddess, so they're well worth pursuing. All of these practices I've just outlined will help you in aligning your life with your inner essence, and I can't stress how important that is if you want to live authentically and honor your true self and the unique gifts and brilliance you bring to this world. And make no mistake, you are unique and you are needed. Think about it. In the whole history of humanity, and it's estimated that 108 billion with a B people have lived on this earth since the emergence of modern humans around 200,000 years ago, there has never before been and never again will be anyone with your unique combination of personality, experience, heart, and soul. Think about how many stars had to align, how many ancestors had to be born and then meet in order for there to even be a you. If that's not magical, I don't know what is. So if you take nothing else from today's podcast, I hope you will take these words from Tyler Kent White to heart. One night, when you were just a star, someone hung every hope, every wish, every dream they ever had from your limbs. So if you ever feel inferior, ever start to doubt your beauty or brilliance, just remember... You have constellations lining the cathedral walls of your chest, a moon for a heart, and the sunlight pouring through your skin. You are a symphony of stardust, and you were born to shine. With brightest of blessings until next time, this has been the Remembering Podcast. To learn more about me and the work I'm doing at Into the Wildwoods of the Soul, visit martinarutledge.com.